0: Hi everyone and welcome back to Very Heroic Living. In this episode, Aaron and I meet with an old friend to talk about challenging relationships. How our life's journeys can create challenges with ourselves and with others. Our guest today is Sam Forney. I hadn't spoken to Sam in quite a few years, but he was enthusiastic to join us and talk about his transition from female to male and some of the changes in relationship dynamics he's experienced along the way. To bring our journeys a bit closer, I talked about how a rare disease diagnosis changed perspectives and anticipations in my earliest relationships with my parents. We come around to discuss a sort of line of demarcation that I think a lot of people can relate to from before an event or a life change to after. Hope you enjoy the episode. Here we are with Sam. So that was the big challenge for us in a lot of ways, just in my first relationship. So that's where I kind of wanted to, I guess, uh, set the direction a little bit for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because from there, I mean, like I said, you know, it's career, it's romance, it's friendship, it's it's everything. So, you know, I don't know if you've been thinking about it at all, or if there's particular challenges or relationships that come to mind. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Um, I started thinking about it when you texted me that, cause I was, I wasn't sure what this conversation was going to bring about. So that like kind of put like a specific like direction to it. So it kind of made me go in a, in a few different directions. Um, and having listened to what you just said, that kind of brings me into another direction, too. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to think because now I'm like thinking about my parents, which I wasn't before. <laughs> necessarily.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's good yeah, to jump around, though. What, sure, what, yeah. what was what was on your mind?
1: Um, the first thing that came to my mind was. My. I guess like relationship to not necessarily specific people because i've noticed this trend happening over the years um and this is particularly since transitioning which was now i started 11 years ago and just basically my relationship with other men and like friendships and just like how i relate to other men like in groups in work settings in like a close friendship if those ever pan out or, like, you know, even just acquaintances and, like, being in a room with, like, people that I just met and, like, just kind of, like, that weird, and maybe you guys know what I'm talking about, but it's almost like a, I don't know, like, I relate so much easier to women and Mm -hmm. having being both raised by my mom and having my sister around and stuff, like, and I mean, I I, there are a lot of men, you know, I had a lot of boy cousins, too. So it's not like I wasn't it wasn't just only women. But I guess I just kind of gravitated more towards that. And now having been, you know, trying to foster more male relationships, I just noticed like there's a little bit of like a push and pull way more so than in my relationships with Women. It's like the weirdest thing for me. I mean, I I kind of understand it, I guess. But like and there's tons of layers to it, too. But that was the first thing that came up for me when you said challenging relationships. I'm like, oh, men. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's
0: uh, I thought I thought about it. I thought about it just for, for days. I was like, where, where are we going to go? This conversation could go in so many different directions. And we knew each other, I think in very interesting times in, in each of our lives, because I mentioned to you, you know, I, I knew you for what, Four straight years of mm-hmm. no surgeries and, like, it hadn't oh, yeah. even occurred to me until we were having that conversation. I was like, oh, man, I knew the Fornies, and, and you're getting, like, the, all of you, right? It was, like, the cousins yeah. and the band right. and all the yeah. friends and, right? It was a big group. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had this really cool little time in my adult life where I was just, like, totally healthy. And free and clear of all the issues, but let's mm-hmm. be honest, I wasn't working, I wasn't doing any of the right. So you like, were, I you was were just,
1: healthy in certain ways, in other ways, maybe not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and I and I remember for me, for me, actually being around you was a real learning experience because you were kind of beginning a lot of the. I think you were starting to talk about transitioning more huh. than just like you were you were who you were at the time. If if that's of uh, the right. right way to say that, right? Sure. And you yeah. were talking about shifting and, and yeah. becoming, you know, who you want to be. And I'm, that was Remind me, for
1: me, totally, yeah. I mean, and I, it was new for me too. Um, remind me of the years that you and my sister were dating because now I'm kind of blanking on that.
0: Yeah, uh, we met um, probably in sometime in like 2003 or four. We started dating... In 2005.
1: Okay. Make, and you guys dated for what? Four years? Ye, like just shy of. Okay.
0: Like, yeah. Just, um, just shy of like, like yeah, three years and like three and a half and change. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So then like 2009 is, I guess, kind of when you guys like ended things. I think you're right. Like it was right on like the cusp of when things started becoming like a little bit more clear for me. And I wasn't dead set on what I wanted to do. I mean, I wasn't for a very long time, but. um, 2010 for me, I think, is when I consider like that was my like click of like, okay, this is what I'm doing. But I mean, obviously there was years worth of like moving up to that point. So I'm 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 surprised, but I'm also not surprised that I was talking about this just because it feels like. In my memory, like, I feel like everything happened for me, like, in 2010. So, like, anything before that, it's, like, I wasn't talking to people about it, but I was.
2: Maybe because it was such a big shift that it felt like such a, like, a big stamp where, like, before you might have been dancing around it, but then you were like, no, I'm here. Is that what it was?
1: Pretty much, yeah, like, a line of demarcation. Like, it just kind of, it's just funny to hear you say that because, like, it's interesting to me to even know that like that I was talking about those things I mean and I know that I was with certain people like I would always tell people like oh I'm you know I if I could have been born differently I would have you know chosen that but like it was always kind of like a if that were possible kind of thing and Uh never like I'm planning to do this thing um right and so I think that was kind of like maybe that was where the shift was of me becoming more like i um, sorry. The squeaking is my dog. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> we like to have uh, guest appearances from dogs
1: on this show. I'll pick him up so. in a little bit. He keeps on jumping up on me. Um, yeah. Like I, I, th- I think that that's kind of just where I realized like, okay, like I'm not just gonna wish that something were different in my life and I'm going to actually like make something happen. And that's also when a lot of things were starting to come to the forefront in media and, like, um, you know, I think, like, Chaz Bono was around Mm. that year, um, and, like, I was starting to see a lot of, a lot of other trans people putting their transition as, like, a a video journal on YouTube and, like, just watching those, kinds of videos and stuff and then like the more that I watched those things the more I was like yes like you you know you would sit there and watch these people just talk about like oh like I started taking testosterone and here are the changes that are happening and stuff and you're like literally watching you know and a span over months or maybe even a couple of years or something you just see the difference and it was just like for me I was like that's what I want to do um And of course, you know, like I went back and forth and stuff for a while, but like it ended up being that that's obviously what I chose to do. But um, yeah, so that's that's funny that um, I was talking to you about that. But that's I mean, I'm glad to hear that that was like an eye opening experience for you.
0: You are the first person to really talk to me about anything that was more related to your self identity than just about, say, Preference or the superficial conversation of what somebody like who you like or what you're attracted to as the definition of what label you get. So, yeah, you kind of enlightened me to a different conversation in the first place. And you weren't really talking about it. It was like a conversation or two where you opened up a little bit because I'd been around for a few years and, you know, we were just getting close enough that. We were ready for this because this just all came back to me while you were talking. (laughs) I remember one of your cousin's weddings. I remember, you know, super late night, all day, wedding drinks, food, more drinks, hanging out. It's like three in the morning. Everybody else is falling asleep. And I don't remember how the conversation went, but I do remember that you and I stepped outside. And that was the first time that we talked about you were thinking about. Something. I didn't even I couldn't even huh. re- remember exactly how. It's one of those like late night fuzzy kind of moments.
1: Right. Sure. It's funny, the things that we the little snippets that we can hold on to. I remember that wedding, but I don't remember that. Specific. Right. Right. Um so it was probably even more hazy for me. <laughs> um <laughs> and maybe that's why I opened up so much. Um yeah, I I would venture to guess that I was probably talking about top surgery. Just because that was something that I knew before I even knew that I wanted to transition. That's something that I knew I wanted before I even thought about testosterone. Like I was like, get this off of me. Mm, it like, okay. was just like not something that I identified with ever in my life. <laughs> and, like once I knew that that was possible and that results actually looked pretty good. I was like, I'm going to spend, you know, by money or whatever that, like, my grandparents saved up for me. I'm going to spend some of that money on this surgery because that's what I want to do. And that was actually the first step for me. It was, like, scheduling that. That was my first step into, like, everything, basically. But, I mean, I also think that, like, bringing it back to the relationships and stuff, like, I do remember... And it's interesting, like I'm thinking about it now, like if I had met you later in life, like after transitioning, I wonder how our relationship would have unfolded. Because I do remember it being a little bit, at least for me, I don't know if you ever felt this, but I also think that I've always been kind of like protective of Lauren. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think there was a little bit of a a little bit of an antagonistic Energy, I guess. Oh, um, between
2: you and Joseph.
1: Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We we I talk could talk about have it. Been. Yeah. Yes. Like we yes. could totally talk about it. Yeah. But. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah no, fine. I think it's I I because nah. this was a challenging relate. You were you were actually a challenging
2: relationship in my life. Yeah. Listen, I'd give him the squirrely eye if he was dating my sister. <laughs> I'd... <I, laughs>
0: agreed all around
1: we would all give Joseph the squirrely eye we're
0: dating our sisters absolutely Yeah, I can appreciate you guys
1: but it and I've always been like that in general but like I had to kind of see for myself that you were a good guy and I did, obviously. Um, Thank but you. But I, <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to you if if I didn't. Um, but I, I think it was just also like, and it's such an interesting time in my life too, because like that was on the precipice of like everything unfolding for me and like really starting to happen. So I think internally, though, I wasn't totally aware of it. I was having these like, almost like. I mean, it's just like a push and pull, basically, of like where I want it to be. And I think it was like a mixture of envy and insecurity and also being protective and not knowing how to express those things that I think I put up like a okay like we're not gonna be like buddy buddy yet like I need Mm. to get to know you a little bit and even even I think when we got close I still wasn't letting that guard fully down so that's why I was saying like that night that I was opening up was probably because I was drunk and like (laughs) not because I liked you no no I mean of course at that point I had known you pretty well so I felt obviously more comfortable but like it was it wasn't something like that wasn't a conversation that I would have had with you if we had only just, you know, met your, uh, like, uh, you know, a year or so before.
0: It's actually one of the last like family events that I was around yeah. for still dating Lauren. So yeah. it, it was probably Definitely, over yeah. three years into my relationship with you that that we for were sure. even ha- right. Yeah. So it absolutely was, you know, a while into it. It was interesting for me being with this new girl. Woman Uh And I'm like, all right, so I don't know how to deal with her younger sister (laughs) because I I understand, I understand this in a confused way. I don't, she's, she's, she's treating me, you, you reacted to me as if you were Lauren's younger brother is how I interpreted it. Hmm. Like you can't, you came at me with some male energy. Interesting. And you yeah. pushed my and you pushed my buttons a little bit, like a dude who kind of wanted to get into it a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what to hmm. do with this because it's still Lauren's younger sister. But I also like, you know, Lauren had talked to me a little bit about, you know, who you were at the time. So like, I understood right. there was going to be a new kind of a personality in my life. Like, I, I had never been close to really anybody who was identifying as gay before. In particular, right. not a, a female who was identifying as a lesbian. So sure, I have yeah. no idea, like the spectrum in the first place of who right. that person's going to be, if it right. even if it even necessarily matters. But then I got approached, like that. I was like, "Oh man, I bet if he was, I bet if I bet if he was, I bet if you had been her at right. her younger brother." I think I might've gotten like, you might've gotten into a fight with me a little bit. You were, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, and, and I get it totally protective, but I think maybe looking at it now, maybe you were also like that part of you is emerging a little bit because you were also oh, a, sure. a young adult at the time. How many years apart are you and Lauren? Four years. Okay. So, so that's, that's not that far behind, you know? So you were, you were already in your twenties, right? So it's not like you Mm -hmm. were a kid anymore. So I can see how that was the thing. So yeah, it was an interesting experience. I was really glad. I I remember feeling some shifting when we started to like hang out and have a beer and like things were cool and hang out on the porch and like, you know, we, we were, we were all right.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I remember getting to that point too. And especially when you two were living together, that helped it a lot as well. But that's interesting to hear that, that, like, because it makes total sense, like, it, thinking about it as though I was her little, little brother, because, like, in my head, like, that's in some way, you know, like, obviously I was who I was for 25 years. But, like, there was always a huge piece of me that wasn't what everybody else saw. Sure. So that that makes total sense that that is how I came off. And it actually like makes it a little bit more clear in my head, the way that our relationship unfolded that way. Um, sure. but yeah, that's, that's totally like the energy that I was bringing. And I felt it too. <laughs> you, and I, yeah, you and brought, I, yeah, you brought it. <laughs> I know, And I think I also felt safe in who I was at that time to bring it because I was like, you're not going to do anything to me.
2: Like, right. Yeah. And Not like
1: we were going to get physical or anything, but like, I, I think it was kind of like, um, I mean, and that's a different kind of relationship in general, like just that like sibling of your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of, um, relationship is like something different necessarily, but like,
2: you know you could yeah. take some liberties because what's he gonna do?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, one because you were dating my sister, so you weren't gonna muddy the water and like right. rock the boat too much. Yeah. But also, if it had gotten to any sort of like. I mean, and it did get to challenging conversations sometimes. I can't think of anything specifically off the top of my head, but I do know that like things were a little bit contentious at points.
0: And the more comfortable we got, I think the more comfortable you probably were even having challenging conversations with me. I mean, I was again, right. Even before Laura and I were living in the same house, we were just, I was around all the time. And I I think I got pretty close to your family and, and got to be around events and stuff. So, you know, I worked for some of that. Um, <laughs> would you say that I was, uh, one of your first challenging relationships in that when you know, your first response was men, is, um, is that on the early side of
1: that? Yeah. And what's funny is that I wasn't necessarily thinking about you when I thought that, but that is totally, I mean, and I think it, it has to do with the timing too. I mean, I was realizing who I was as a person in my early twenties, realizing who I wanted to be. And really starting to work through that, you know, and towards the end of it, really understanding that, like, hey, like, this is actually, like, maybe a possibility for me. And it was more like my own thing of, like, getting the the courage and the acceptance within myself to be able to do something like that. But um, so I think that you are definitely one of the first male relationships that I had that it was definitely more challenging, for sure. Um and even now, like, I'll become friends with with guys, and like, it's it's real weird. Like the there's a um, I mean, and it's all has to do not all, but like a lot of it has to do with how we're raised, and like, I wasn't raised being you know like rough and and whatever and like to show affection to somebody or to show somebody that i like them it wasn't like i'm gonna punch you or like i'm gonna <laughs> you know slap you real hard on the back or something and like kind of like be rough with you like that or like give you like a jab like i'm roasting you kind of thing like it wasn't like that yeah and learning to kind of navigate those waters has been very interesting yeah yeah It's not something that I necessarily want to, like, take on either, like, because some of it is not fun to me. Some of it is like, dude, like, why are you why are you punching me right now? You know, like, we like each other. Why are you hitting me? Like, you know, like little things like that. And like, I, I notice in certain male friendships that I have, I can almost tell, like, the point where, like, the other person is, like, trying to really connect with me. And I can feel it, and I know that that's what they're doing, but they're, like, being a jerk, or they're being physical in a way that's not nice, or they're saying things that's, like, not nice on the surface, but, like, I know what they mean, and I know how they're trying to get across, but it's, like, just not working, and it's like, wow, like, you you have not learned how to express your emotions. And like, it's okay to say that you love me. Like I love you (laughs) too, dude. Like we can totally have a, you know, like let's hug it out kind of moment or whatever. And it's okay to even, you know, not even just talking about our relationship. It's okay to get emotional about whatever else. Like, and like, I've always noticed that that's, that's a real hard thing for men to really tap into. Some do it better than others, of course. But like, That's one of the threads that I've noticed, like having had different male friendships over the years, being male myself now, like it's that's just something that I've noticed. And it's it's very interesting. And a lot of the times they're older than me, like one of my best friends, he's turning 50 and like. You know, we have some hard conversations sometimes and it's like really hard to get into like how he's actually feeling sometimes. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like,
0: yeah. Like, Listen, it's just me having, <laughs> you know, having, having been having been raised, brought up and I'm still male in all the traditional kind of ways because I just right, that's me. It's not easy breaking out of all that crap. It just was it's just the way of the world. For such a long time and still is not for a lot of us, but even for including people like myself and I think and Aaron and I were just talking about it in a lot of ways. Some of it's just really hard to like stop and reprocess the same information in brand new ways. Sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes you just need to look at the same thing. It's been sitting in front of you the entire time, but you never looked at it from the other side. So you had no idea that, like, it was a different color on the other side or it wasn't built the same way or it was a different person or it had right. just like anything about a new perspective. And man, oh, man, the patriarchy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, man I feel I feel branded sometimes I'm like you can't remove all this scar tissue
2: I'm kind of curious if if uh if we can kind of drill down on your male relationships right, sure. so are you romantically attracted to men or is it women or does it matter I don't I don't know
1: um I've considered myself bisexual okay. um, but romantically I I date women I'm attracted to women okay um, but I've had encounters with men in the past um
2: I'm just asking because I I wonder if like people being familiar with your situation if that's a factor with how they act around you if you're saying like some of the men specifically are afraid to be open and and vulnerable maybe it's a a little bit of homophobia maybe it's just like just not being mature enough to handle this
1: i think it could be a little bit of both there's definitely something to say for like emotional iq And, and i think that Unfortunately, there are plenty of men who are just not taught to develop that side of their brain and, or, you know, whatever it is. And I think there's also that, like, like I've definitely had like bromance style (laughs) friendships with guys Yeah, Yeah, and there is that like fine line of like, and it's not like I'm attracted to them. It's not like they're attracted to me. There's not that sexual aspect of it, but it's like, there's that energy of like, hey, like, I want to be around you. I want to freaking hang out and like, let's spend time together. Let's, you know, <laughs> like the way that I want to do that with women too. And it's like, yeah, I think there's that like social, you know, it's like drilled into our heads just from society and media in general that like, Oh, like no homo. Like <laughs> thankfully yeah. people don't really it's- say that stuff anymore, but like, I mean, they do, I'm sure. But like, it's just kind of like that, close relationship between men is like you kind of can't yeah embrace it as much I mean you can but like then if other people see it then like is right uh, are they gonna take it the wrong way it's like no well like I have a girlfriend like right right. you know and it gets all like this weird like oh don't mistake me for whatever whereas Uh like on the other side of the coin like women aren't defensive like that and it and that speaks to obviously, like, toxic masculinity and, like, there's a completely underlying level of misogyny in, like, nearly everything that happens. Yeah. Um, and there, and that's what that is. It's, like, how, how dare we as men embrace a feminine side and share it with another man in a non-sexual way? And, You're like, right. it can still be romantic, I guess. I mean, and that's... You know, it's funny that they call it bromance because, like, I wholeheartedly believe in romantic friendships. Like, they are absolutely a thing. And there's no reason why two men couldn't have a romantic relationship. Like, not like, oh, we're going to go on dates. Like, it's, you know, like, not something like that. That's not how I mean it. What do you mean? Like, just, like, in terms of, like, the way that you
2: you like can adore might be, somebody. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, you might be uh, daydreaming like, about, like, yeah. oh, I had a great memory with my friend. I love him totally. so much. Yeah, yeah or,
1: yeah. like, looking forward to doing something with somebody and just being yeah. like, oh, man, like, I can't wait to see this person and, like, mm-hmm. go on this trip or whatever or go and right. do this thing, you know, and, like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, like, romance does not necessarily equal we're going to have sex. Like
2: maybe, maybe intimate is a better word. I don't know. He,
1: sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and it. I think I, that I they think kind of like intertwine. Right.
2: Sure. Yeah. We're, we're talking about the same thing. And I think, yeah. I mean, I still very much have a lot of growth to do personal growth myself, but I think there has been personally for me and some of my friends around me there, there has been a shift as far as like being able to express ourselves a little bit more as we get older and even like telling each other, we love each other, you know, Mm -hmm. but I certainly remember a time where that wouldn't be said because of how it, how it might be perceived. Right. Yeah. So, and even
1: like, not even just other people, but even just the other person. Of, yeah. Like how they might take mm-hmm. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, yeah. dude, like I, I'm not gay for you. It's right. just like I want to tell you that I love you. I'm yeah, like, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I, I can't wait to like kayak down this creek with you. Exactly. So much, yeah. You know what I mean? It was so much fun, and I love the time <laughs> right. that we spend together. Like, just yeah. Like, what is wrong with saying that? It's crazy. There's nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, yeah.
1: and throughout life, like. You meet people and like people at work, people, uh, you know, when you were in school and stuff, like when you're in different social settings, like. You gravitate towards certain people and it doesn't matter whether they're male or female, like there's just you're just something is pulling you towards them, whether that be like, oh, my God, we're having such an interesting conversation and we have a lot in common or like. Oh like this person seems really cool like I don't really know anything about them but just the way that they look yeah, like yeah, I want right. to know that person Yeah, yeah. You know like so and just
0: attraction just yeah, general totally. just like a sense of attraction for somebody Exactly yeah it just brings me back to what you were kind of pondering earlier in the in this conversation what would our relationship have been like had it not been as the boyfriend of your sister and for me, the the sibling of my new girlfriend. <laughs> okay. And also, what would it have been like had I met you last year or right now for the first time? Because I knew Lauren back in the day and I never met you. And she's like, hey, you know what? I really think that you should talk to Sam. He'd be great for the episode. Like, what if we just met? It would right, probably right. be a very different relationship. Oh, and for sure. I think it would be pretty cool.
2: Do you feel like yeah. you're essentially the same person? Or do you feel like no. you, you had a massive shift and you're, you're totally different?
1: Totally different. Okay. Um, I mean, there's obviously, there's a lot of things that are the same, of course. It's obviously got a, a lot of different facets to it, but I think in a lot of ways, and I was actually just talking to my mom about this a couple months ago. I think I spent like a couple of years into my transition and after being on testosterone and stuff, I have really started to be less outgoing than I used to be, and I kind of started to be a little bit more like what feels like introversion for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always kind of considered myself to be like, I guess they call it like an ambivert, like where you're kind of like both. Like I, I do like to go out and and get energy from other people and stuff, but I also like to recharge at home. Um, Yeah. And I think it, it really just depends on my mood, but I started to sway way more heavily into the introversion side of things. And what I was talking to my mom about was that like I used to be so much more outgoing. I used to play guitars. I mean I still do play guitar, but like I used to do open mic nights. I used mm. to like sing and, and and play and stuff. And uh there was like that piece of like wanting to be a little bit of like the center of attention that I was always doing before like in high school and stuff I was always playing with people. I was always doing like talent shows and things like that. Like always like people knew me as the person, like I was a guitar player who sang and stuff. And like, and that is what I did. And it just kind of stopped for a few different reasons that kind of stopped for me. But what I was talking to my mom about was that like, I think a lot of that outgoingness and like just wanting to be, you know, not like in the center of everything, but like, be the star of things kind of and like be on stage and stuff like that like that was just a sense of like overcompensation for who I guess like who I want it to be and I was just overcompensating for not having that piece and now that like that has happened and I'm years into I mean I don't even really consider it a transition necessarily anymore but I mean I guess I'm We're all kind of changing. So now that it's been so many years of that, like, I'm just kind of like who I am. It's fascinating. Yeah.
2: So do you think the performance part of it was you expressing yourself without, uh, I guess, without outing yourself?
1: Yeah, I think in a way. I don't know if I ever thought of it that way, but I I think that tracks Um, and (laughs) I mean and it's not like I was necessarily like being myself in any sort of specific way like I you know I was who I, I was I was just like the you know I was in a sorority in, in college and stuff and I was the token gay one and so I don't think like if you saw me performing or anything like you would know like oh like that yeah, person's yeah. different but yeah. I was just saying, um, like
2: you, you don't have that same, I guess, or you didn't have that that same, I guess, need to express yourself publicly after you became who you who you thought you should be.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: That, that's, um, that's just fascinating to me.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you still perform at all? Do you still do any open mics or anything like that at all? Or are you? That's kind of. I past haven't now. done
1: that in so long, and part of the reason why I kind of stopped playing. I don't. I still do play not nearly as much. Um, and it's kind of upsetting. That's like a whole other conversation, but obviously like I still have like instruments and, and yeah, music I think things. you There's need still... to grab
2: that off the wall right now and just right.
1: play. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it's in tune. <laughs> take me a minute. Um, but, uh, a huge part of why that stopped for me, um, was my voice change. Sure. And, oh, sure. Wow. Um, I specifically, when I started testosterone, because like I had been doing not necessarily like a whole lot of research necessarily, but like I read a couple of different articles and I was watching a a bunch of different guys on YouTube go through this. And so they would be talking about like, oh, this is the dose that I'm on and blah, blah, blah and whatever. And like, I remember finding... An article, it was a trans guy who was a singer before and wanted to maintain singing afterwards. And the doctor started him out on a lower dose of testosterone that allowed for the vocal cords to like not super quickly like expand or whatever happens physiologically to make your voice deeper. Like it goes a bit more gradually. And so then you're not like necessarily hurting your vocal cords as much.
0: Got, okay. whether yeah. or
1: not that's even accurate, who knows, but at the time when I was researching that stuff, I was like, that's what I want to do so like, because I didn't want to mess it up I can still sing, you know I, I, I've i tapped into a whole falsetto thing that's like total, like my go-to karaoke <laughs> stuff is like Prince now um, <laughs> which is kind of awesome Okay, but, like, that's, yeah, that is awesome <laughs> it's just something different that like It it was it was literally like learning a new instrument. And in some ways, like there's still a lot that I haven't really worked with. And like, I think at some point I'm not ready for it right now, but I think at some point I would like to start taking like vocal lessons Mm. um, just to kind of like rediscover that instrument in myself. But for a long time, like the songs that I was that I knew how to play and the songs that I was singing and stuff (laughs) beforehand. I would play them afterwards after, you know, a year or two of being on testosterone and like really like equate it to when you guys went through puberty. There was like a good couple of years where like you were still squeaking and stuff and like it probably evened out pretty quickly. But like every now and then you'd squeak and like you'd have that like, you know, because you're growing and whatever. And like that's (laughs) exactly what happened to me just later in life just like
0: suddenly in your adulthood yeah
2: exactly you started squeaking
1: (laughs) by choice um but yeah started started squeaking
2: i Um, got in an argument one time with my brothers and i was trying to convince them of something and in the middle of the argument my voice cracked and it was like you know what i i I lost the argument as soon as as the voice cracked (laughs) 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 the exact the exact words that came out of my mouth was I used to deliver pizzas over there. <laughs>
1: oh, that's amazing.
2: So they still, they still bring that up once in a while. I was, kinda, I was trying to act like I was the master of the geography of the area. Right, right. Like, I know, yeah. He said, deliver pizza's over there. Yeah, <laughs> I like, well, I just lost that argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, um, that's cool, too, because like, so you almost have to rediscover your instrument, your voice. It's it's completely yeah. different. That is super interesting to me. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that part to mess with your, with your head a little bit, just because oh, yeah. you're hearing your voice totally yeah. different.
1: It was a double edged sword because on one side of it, it was very exciting. I was starting to be able to sing songs that I never could before. Mm. I could kind of get pretty low if I really try, but um, I remember like I was practicing like a couple of Elvis songs, like really trying to get low, and like that was super exciting for me at the time because I was like, "Whoa! Like yeah, this yeah. is my voice! Like mm-hmm. what? Like yeah. and and my singing voice before was pretty high pitched, and like what was. Also interesting was like before testosterone, like the way that my voice was, I had already kind of like taught myself how to use that instrument. And there were certain songs that I knew how to play and that I would sing and stuff like I would sing like Dave Matthews and like all like 90s kind of stuff. But for songs that had like a deeper voice, I had already changed the harmonies and already made my own song with it. That like now all of a sudden having a deeper voice, like I would be able to sing it the way that it was actually sung originally. And like, right. And it would just be kind of like weird because like I want to go into the to the other parts that I had already known. And it's like, oh, wait, like uh, it's like learning a new song over. But so and like the other side of that sword. So it was exciting on one side. And then the other side of it was just like really discouraging because it was like, well, what can I like all of this is different. And like, I didn't feel confident in the things that I knew before because they were different now. And the things that I was learning, like I didn't feel confident because it was like, yeah, like I can go kind of low, but like, how low can I go? It was a weird time to be going through that stuff. I also moved to Brooklyn and that was, I moved to Brooklyn about a year into being on testosterone. So like, just being in a new city and stuff and having a new full-time job and everything. I wasn't in school anymore. Like, so that life shift happened and I wasn't out playing my guitar in New York city. Like I just didn't have the gumption to do that at that point. And I never really got back on it. When I moved out here, I moved out here in 2015. So that was, already four years on testosterone so my, my voice is pretty much like even leveled out at that point but like i hadn't been playing for so long that like that kind of wasn't really like a huge part of my life and what's funny is that when i first moved out here i became friends with some people and um they had a band and i was like oh like i can i play guitar and they're like well we're looking for a basis so i'm like well i could i could do bass I got one, you know, like I can, I can work through whatever. And it was an all instrumental band. Like it was, we would do like cover songs and stuff, but we had a horn section that would basically be the vocals. And it was really cool. Um, And, you know, we had a couple of gigs and stuff and that was fun and we would always practice and everything. Um, So it was, I was able to maintain that musician stuff for myself, but I wasn't singing Mm -hmm. and like, it was just a a different relationship with it. And it was, I mean, it was still fun. Like I loved doing that stuff. I I do miss that part of it, of like collaborating with other people. But I mean, at this point, I just don't have the time for it, but (laughs) it is something that I would like to do in the future. Um, But sometimes I always feel like I lost a piece of that.
2: Mm, Sure. Yeah. After
1: transitioning. And that was, it's, it's been kind of a hard thing to, to get over because it's like, that was such a huge part of my life. And it still is. That was a big part
0: of knowing you was performing.
1: Yeah. Obviously it still is in many ways, but like, I just have a different relationship with it. And it's, I think of all the things that I could have done differently or whatever, like of all the things that I might regret or something like that's a piece of this that I don't like because I would have have loved to, hold to that a little bit more. And I always can, I can always get back into it and whatever. And, you know, I go through waves of, of playing and then not playing, but yeah, that's just been a little bit of a challenging relationship to bring it full circle back to the relationships. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: no. And that's, and that's actually, that's a whole other side of it, right? Is we're talking about this challenging relationship that you're having with yourself and your, your mm-hmm. own body and, and your own activities, right? How, how, Did you, or do you, since you say you have waves of playing and not playing and maybe feeling certain ways about it, how do you bring yourself back to feeling okay about it? You know, like, I I chose this, this is the transition, I lost some things, I gained some things, like where do you find yourself like whole and content?
1: I mean, I I don't think that it's a super conscious thing that I do, but I can kind of chalk it up to, we're all in different stages of our life in different points and like we go through different phases of things like oh you know i'm super into hiking or i'm super into doing this or whatever and like things change the stuff that i was doing in high school i'm not necessarily doing anymore or some of it i am or you know whatever i think that it's just one of those things that like playing out and playing for an audience and stuff like that was fun and it still is i still will um you know like Late nights with some of my friends, we'll have, like, sing-alongs and stuff like that, you know, if we're, like, if we've drank enough and whatever, like, <laughs> they'll be like, get the guitar, and then we just, like, <laughs> yeah. have, like, a 90s, you know, sing-along, um, and that's fun, so I can still tap into that, but I'll also, I don't know, I, I mean, I think it's... Like there are other things like I'm I'm way more into woodworking now. And like, yeah, well, me too. <laughs> it's so great. Um, I just like keep buying more tools. So I'm like, I need to have like an actual like workshop. <laughs> OK, <so I> can... <laughs> but um, I mean, like so like I focus my attention elsewhere. And so it's not like I, I don't still have that piece of me. I think that that's how I reconcile it, though, is that like, you know, That part of me, like I'm still always going to be friends with and I'm still always going to love. But I'm also meeting somebody new in myself. You know what I mean?
0: That's awesome. I like that perspective a lot. (laughs) And being a rare disease patient and in that community, a lot of what I talk to people about and what they go through I think that's going to be very valuable for a lot of people's surgeries. You don't get to be who you were. You're mm. going to be a new yeah. person. you Are you going to be less of yourself or are you just going to be a new version of yourself? Right. And like, how do right. you how do you stop feeling like less of yourself? And how do you just feel like a secure, stable, healthy you? Yeah. You know, however, however that is, we're all going to lose our hair. We're all going to get wrinkles. We're all going to right. the list goes on. <laughs> How's, so how's, hey, how's that? Is it weird? Is it awesome? Are you just like, ah, oh, this is cool, man. I just wanted to be a dude with a bald head.
1: No, um, it's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> that is not what I envisioned for myself. Um, <laughs> uh, I knew that it was probably going to happen. Didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. But I, I always joke that, like, I'm kind of like, you remember the toy Wooly Willy? Like the magnetic hair, and you can like yes. move his hair all around. Like, that's literally like what happened to me. Like, you took all my hair on my head and moved it down here, and then like it's gone <laughs> to my chest and everything. And like, it's just <laughs> I always call myself that. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like a woolly willy. But um I I've learned to embrace it. For a while, I was like, like now I just shave it down to skin, but like for a while I was still holding on to it. And just like buzzing it, and yeah, yeah, but it just it got to the point where I was like, okay, like this is just my head now.
0: Yeah, it, it works. How it I, is? It works. It, it's a good look. I'm gonna grow old and look like a Latino Dr. Emmett Brown. Oh yeah. I'm not, not I'm
1: not losing, losing it. It's
2: hair. going gray. Um, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> R.I.P. to the hair. Well, right. <laughs> Sam, before before we wrap it up, I guess is there uh, maybe we could take this opportunity. It doesn't have to be anything profound or anything, but maybe is is there anything that you could say to somebody that maybe is in the situation that you were growing up, feeling the way that you felt, like maybe it's basically, what advice would you give to younger you?
1: Um, I, I think I would just say just continue to be yourself and like explore that and be true to you. And yeah, you're going to have to, you know, sometimes fake it and, and maybe be somebody who you don't want to be for the moment. And that's okay. It doesn't have to be forever. And like, if it's not physically hurting you or whatever, and you can bear it, then whatever, go through it and, That'll only help you to realize who you want to be. And I don't know. It's weird because, like, I don't talk to myself in that way. But, like, mm. if I'm talking to younger me, I guess that's kind of some of what I would say.
2: Just push it's through just it. really, yeah, yeah.
1: Just to really listen to yourself. And, like, the things that you know about yourself are true. And it doesn't matter what other people are saying. And it doesn't matter what other people are thinking either and like that's a whole other thing to get through but whatever you know is true about yourself is what's right
0: yes yeah awesome yeah, yeah. thank you
1: yeah thank you this was fun
0: well i'm grateful to know you after all these years to be able to reconnect like this this is cool
1: yeah, and this didn't feel contentious at all with you. <laughs>
0: well, you know, I'm, I'm glad that we can come such a long way and refer back to the beginning of things in our own relationship and be able to like yeah. just, like, that's always fun to just be able to take a look at who, not who, like, who I was or who you were, but we can actually look back right. and go look at who we were and how we are now is just, it, it's, it's very cool. So thank you so much. Yeah, And, and you know what? Love you, bro.
2: I love you too! (laughs) I just met you, but maybe we'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, right, right? I don't know how I feel (laughs) about shit.